In the name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit. We welcome everyone uh, as we meet again, and we're still uh, and we'll continue to study the Gospel of Saint Mark for a while. Um, just again, a reminder that, uh, and we'll see this more and more today, that um, uh, the beginning of the Gospel, as we, we talked about in the first chapter, that uh, the, the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Right. So just keep this in mind, as that's the first statement. The first verse in in the book and we as we studied before also this is the oldest gospel right so just keep this in mind because this will actually uh redirect everything towards that so whatever we read whatever we'll see this more and more clear today in chapter four uh about the the how is that related to actually that that title and that kind of like uh drives the whole the whole uh, teaching toward towards that so uh, we've been uh, last last week we talked about you know pretty much we still have one maybe one thing that i want to share with you in chapter three but uh if you remember again the, the as we said establishing god the, the lord christ jesus christ establishing uh three things remember what those were as in chapter three what was he establishing establishing uh Family, yes, this is the last thing. And before that, you're establishing what? Nation and kingdom, kingdom, right? So as he was establishing the, the nation by the 12, the, the disciples, and we said the 12 because they are kind of uh, parallel to the 12 tribes of Israel. So that's the new nation that he is establishing for, open for everybody. And then he's establishing the, the 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 kingdom, as you will see more and more today. Actually, in chapter four, uh, what kind of kingdom? What, uh, as we said, it's, it's surprise, right? Full of surprises. You know, the, they came with uh, with with different perception, different understanding, and different things. But uh, he he talked with them and continued to to teach and preach. Uh, what would they consider something that is? Um, uh, probably totally opposite to what they were expecting from him. And definitely we, we talked about establishing a family. And if you remember, there were two scenes that we, we kind of compared. The first scene that he was looking at those who are what? Beside him, passing beside him, right? Beside, right? And those who want to seize him, right? And then at the end of the chapter, when he was lo he's looking at those who are? sitting exactly those who are sitting and we said we need to really distinguish between are we just like passing beside him with the crowd or we are sitting dwelling right and he looked looked at those who are sitting and said these are my mother and my brother and my sister those who do the will of god this is my family right so here he's establishing that new family of not based on on a blood or a genealogy or or race but again the the whole the, the the holistic view of the family that everyone that does the will of God and we how we can do the will of God other than we sit under his feet right remember we we had the 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 symbol of of Ruth in the Old Testament Ruth and Boaz right which were where Naomi told her just to go sit or lay by his feet and he will tell you what to do he will tell you what to do so these were kind of like the 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 where we at till now with the study as i said coming to uh, to the end of chapter um three which as he was talking with them about about the the the, the family and the parable of uh those who were 
excuse me, the strong and the strongest, right? And again, it all goes on the same on the same mindset. Don't, don't be confused that it's too many different things and separate things that they're all like just another story in the chapter. Remember, it all goes along the same idea, which is he's doing what he's teaching and preaching and healing, right? So the idea of when it comes to chapter three, that he is the giving the example of, you know, that uh, that uh, if we always say, and this is what we say right now, till now, now like, you know what, the devil is strong and we cannot do this and we cannot really continue to work uh, and to, to to do what he wants us to do. Then he comes with 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 that uh, with that uh, parable of that the the strong and the strongest. That God is the strongest. Jesus, the Lord, is the, is the strongest. Who come to the to the strong and take away uh, his uh, ponder his his uh, goods, right? And and with that, that's that, that's where the that's the where. Your, your your question from last from last uh, week, Juliana, which is like, where is this? Where does this fit in the whole thing, right? So if if we look at it again in chapter three, uh, with with the the idea of the continuation of his teaching, and you you as we read this, you'll tell me you'll tell me where where is the connection. So um, again, the kingdom. If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one, here is the very short, small parable that he kind of throws in, 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 the, in the middle of the teaching. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, then indeed he may plunder his house, right? And then before that, the the passage that we were talking about which is say which he, he's, he's he's saying that uh, that uh, that uh, every sin will be forgiven but whoever blasphemes against the holy spirit never has forgiveness but is guilty of an eternal sin you see so this comes after he talks about what the strong man and the and the, and the strongest. And you tell me, try to think about it and see exactly what's the relationship. Again, so 327, he's talking about the kingdom and that kingdom is based on the work of the king. As we said, there is, if there is king, there is kingdom. If there is kingdom, there is king, right? You cannot have a king without a kingdom. And you cannot have a kingdom without a king. And the king is the, what? Is the strongest. He is the one that's in charge of everything. He is the one, there's no other authority, no other power, no other privilege to anybody else other than the, what? the king, everywhere, right? So as he's establishing this and saying that this is, this is the, the, the base and the foundation of this, and then he, he illustrates this more and more and clarifies it more and more with the idea of, of that 27, verse 27, no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless the first binds the strong man that indeed maybe plunder his house and then goes to 29 which is what whoever blasphemes against the holy spirit never has forgiveness but is guilty of an eternal sin what's the link between that and between this particular verse here abuna um, yes your screen is not showing us what you're saying like i can see it behind you but on our screen it's different okay <laughs> Maybe it doesn't like me, so let's try to try it again. Okay, how's that? 
Yep, that's good. Thank okay. you. You are welcome. Thanks for the information. What's the link between the kingdom, the strong, the king, and the strongest that will come and plunder and bind, and then between that that kind of theology that he kind of throw, throws it in there that truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man and whatever blasphemes they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, this will not be forgiven. What do you think? What do you think? It's a hard question, so think. Uh, Abuna? The answer will give you a couple uh, oh. pieces of advice for those who are here. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Stephanie. Abuna? Yeah, yes. this um, this just kind of reminds me that um, say, when it says uh, Satan can, how can Satan cast out Satan? I just think of Satan as being like an individual. And, and when it says a house divided against itself, that makes me think of multiple people. So that's the kind of the first thing that enters my mind is, is, you know, that kind of relationship. I'm not sure if that's what I should be thinking, but I just think of, okay, how can Satan be, how can Satan cast out Satan? At first, it almost doesn't make sense to me. But then when I think about it in terms of, okay, a house divided, then I can, I can see the relationship there. Mm. You, you're getting there, Stephanie. Yes, the idea, again, that, again, you know, as we, we said before, you know, there is no evil in, 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 in man, in humanity, right? But when we are surrendering and we are letting and giving our will, surrendering our will to to devil, then we are actually, again, in a way, possessed by 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 the, the the that that mindset okay emma you want to say something if the house is strong it will divide if it's not strong it will it will be destroyed Okay, if the house is, is, is under the, let me rephrase this, if the house is under the strongest, right, because again, the strongest is the Lord and the strong is Satan, right, so no one can actually bind unless you are stronger, right, so, so I can rephrase what you're saying, if, if, if the house is attached to the strongest, Right, that that house will never stumble, will never be destroyed. Right, in a way, what, what closer, but still not what I'm looking for. Again, I'm asking more the relationship between the kingdom, the house that that will be uh, uh, the strong, the stronger or the strongest that will come and bind and bind the strong, and the verse that says again that. No one can, that uh, whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness. One of things last time you kind of touched on it. Okay. Um, we were, Speak up a little bit. We were talking about the part of, um, like when we were comparing, when we were just jumping around Christ when we were sitting at, at his feet. I think you said that the standing is like the resisting of the Holy Spirit, and then that's not allowing you to like be 
being the stronghold of Christ. Right. Right. So if, yeah, yes, you're very, very close. And I'll share something with you from, from St. Gregory of Nesgans that is very, very close to what we're, we're trying to say here. So what, what, what Juliana is saying is, again, you know, if, we're, if, we, if we just decide to be those who are passing by, right, just, just beside him, we're not willingly fully committing our life to him, right? So then, as you will see, actually, in, later on in the parable of today of the sower, then we are not preparing our heart for the work of the Spirit, right? If we continue to, 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 to be comfortable with that position, right, that we are always just passing by, we don't want to willingly sit, right? Then what are we doing? We're resisting the work of the Spirit, right? We 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 would not be able to unbind the strong, right? Yes, right. We in a way we're doing that. We are we're not we're not we're not attached attaching ourselves to the strongest who is able to bind, right? Remember remember that that the Holy Spirit is the 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 one of the Trinity, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is. God himself, right? So again, this is very important to understand. We're not just talking about some kind of energy or some kind of power or some kind of, of, of unknown grace, but the Holy Spirit is one of the, of, the, of, the, of the Trinity, right? And as the fathers always teaches us that whenever, whenever the Spirit is there, there is the Son and there is the Father because they're all what? One, right? So again, if, if, if willingly, if willingly, what he's trying to say that he is the strongest, that he can bind the strong, right? And let's, let's you know, go, go a little bit, you know, uh, 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 before this, which is again, as we talked about, as we, we said that he's establishing a family, right? So we are all his family. So if the family, if the head of the family is strong, the family is what? Is strong, right? But that condition of the family that we have to do what? To be sitting, to be dwelling, allowing to dwell in us, right? So if that's not happening, and if we not only that's not happening, if we refuse and continue to refuse to be part of his family, that's what he's talking about here, that this is the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So see, see the connection? He's saying that again, if I am willingly, continuously saying to the Holy Spirit, no, no, I don't want to sit. Let me just pass. Let me just keep walking beside you, right? I don't want to commit my life. I don't want to renew my life. I don't want to take the decision. Then in a way, this is, again, I'm telling the strongest, which is Christ. And then after Christ ascended, he sent us his Holy Spirit, right? The treasure of every good thing. Then, then I'm saying actually to the Holy Spirit that no, I don't want you, right? I'm resisting the work of the Holy Spirit. And by that, by that, I am actually what he's calling, talking about here. This is not, cannot be forgiven. Why? Because I am continuously resisting the work of the spirit, right? The spirit keeps telling me, come, keeps telling me, return, keeps telling me it's enough to work according to the, to the, to the, to the, to the flesh, right? And I say, you know what? That's fine. All I can, all I want to do is just pass by you. I'm still beside you. I'm not away from you, right? That's why it's very dangerous. Right? Because we can always justify it. I am just, again, he looked at those who were around him, those who were beside him, but actually their intention was to come and to do what? To seize him. Right? To make him weak. See the, the, the connection? But if we, 
agree willingly and submit and surrender our life. I said, here we are. We want to come and we're just going to lie by your feet as Ruth did to Boaz. I said, okay, you are part of my family. And if you are part of my family, you have the same strength that I have because all what is mine is, is yours. Okay. That's why it's very important. If, if I may share something with you here from, from the church fathers, it's very, very actually um, uh, interesting to, to understand that. Yes, just one second, uh, Albir. Let me get this and then, uh, and then if I know what I'm doing here, <laughs> one second. And then we'll, we'll, okay. but, but this is what I'm trying to get here is, there it is. This is, uh, and I'll share it with you in a second here, guys. So this is part of, here it is. I want you to read this and tell me exactly how you how you see this in in light of what we were just discussing, and then I get I'll get back to you, Albir. Can you see it online? Okay. So Saint Gregory of Nazianzen, what is what what is he saying based on or particularly on this on this particular passage? I'm going to read it and then we kind of see what does it mean. He is the subject, not the object, of hallowing, apportioning. He 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 here is 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 is. Related to whom? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Right? So he is the subject, not the object, of hallowing, apportioning, participating, filling, sustaining. We share in him, he shares in nothing. He shares in nothing here, meaning that he doesn't need, like we do, he doesn't need any kind of external thing to be alive. So that's what he means, but he shares in nothing. He is our inheritance. He is glorified, counted together with the fa with father and son. He is a dire warning to us, the finger of God. The spirit is like God a fire. This means that the Holy Spirit is of the same essential nature as the father. The spirit is very one who created us and cre creates us anew through baptism and resurrection. The spirit knows all things, teaches all things moves where and when and as strongly as he wills. He leads, speaks, sends, and separates those who are vexed and tempted. He reveals, illumines, gives life, or better said, he is himself light and life. He makes us his temple. He sanctifies. He makes us complete. He both goes before baptism and follows after it. All that the Godhead actively performs, the Spirit performs. What do you think of this? So again, if willingly I am, I am, I'm not submitting to, 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 to this work, then what am I, what I'm considered to be doing? I'm telling the Holy Spirit, thank you very much. I don't need anything. What do you think of this passage before I go to Albert? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is basically everything. 
which is everything, right? So again, you know, when we read this and see and understand what we have, this is what we have, right? And then look at ourselves and say, okay, like, why, why aren't we like this, right? And again, it goes back again to the decision of, you know, am I willing to sit or I'm just passing beside him? If I'm passing beside him, I'm not getting any of this, right? Because as you said before, the spirit is, as the book, as the scripture talks about the Holy Spirit, he is what? Humble and quiet, right? He, the Holy Spirit doesn't work, doesn't force himself, doesn't force himself. But he keeps saying, you know what, I'm here. He keeps saying, I'm here. He keeps saying, you know what, I want to work with you. I will do everything. I will give you. He leads, speaks, sends, separates those who are vexed and tempted. So from this, from this passage, you see that it's all the work of the Holy Spirit. But conditioned on what? Our willingness. Our willingness. Have you looked at this? Verse like this before. So that's why after, like it goes, actually it flows very, very, very perfectly, right? After he talks about the teaching, talks about the kingdom, talks about he is the strongest that he's coming to bind. And then he goes, okay, this is all going to continue in you through the Holy Spirit. So that's why if you resist the Holy Spirit, there's nothing else to happen. Albir, what's your question? Mm. Or is it answered already? Well, I have like, <laughs> on the same passage. Well, so because we still have to go through chapter four. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask my question on the passage first. Yes. And then you can go back. Yes. Uh, so, like, I guess, like for me, sometimes, like I have trouble. Um, distinguishing between like the work of the Holy Spirit and my like, sh uh, like just sheer emotions. Like sometimes I just uh, feel like very joyful and happy about something. Like and and I think that it's like is that different from the Holy Spirit? Like or like do we how do we distinguish? Like from this, like emotions and how to distinguish between our emotions and between the work of the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit continues, right? As as the Lord Himself said, you know, that joy nobody can take away, the peace nobody can take away, right? And and it is it is not conditioned on emotions. So it's it's an internal thing, right? Again, I can I can you know, be on a retreat or attend a service or a Bible study or something, I feel, feel, right? Which is very good, yes. But how can that continue with me, right? That is the work of the Spirit. And it continues with me and becomes stronger and stronger, right? And I'm sharing it with others. That's very important. That's very important, right? Not necessarily, you know, uh, 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 Purposeful, but but people will start to see that, right? People will start to see that, yeah. and it continues again even during the struggles and during the 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 the, the, the downtime, right? right. That's why he says, 
He is the subject, not the object. What does that mean? This is very, very important. What's the difference between subject and object? We all know, right? But, but who wants to elaborate more on this? He, the Holy Spirit, is the subject, not the object. Okay. Okay. Versus the subject where it's, you can be subjected to it, okay. feel it, and continue to feel it, like you're saying. So as we'll see, as we'll see later on today, you see that that the 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 the, the again the holistic, right? It's not just okay. Well, somebody will say, okay, well, so what's wrong about if I just pray for joy, for example? Okay. Like God, please make me joyful. Is there a problem with that? You're not looking at the reason, right? So yes, I could be in a, in a way with a very, very good intention, but again, what's what's behind that? Why do I want to be joyful, right? I mean, again, as we talked before, am I looking at the full picture or not, right? Because I could be, again, I want to be joyful, so I feel good, right? That's what we were talking the first first session and with Anselm House and, and on campus about about approaching the scripture with this mindset, right? I'm approaching the the scripture with a mindset that is open for whatever he's giving me, right? Not only okay, I am anxious, so I'm going to go to Psalm 23 and read it and feel good about it. Yes, the Word of God will give us rest and comfort, but I'm still not getting everything because I'm coming to get something only for me now but i'm looking not looking at him not not searching for him what else please uh, mute unmute yourself and and, and uh, jump in if you have any questions or comments guys what else what do you think of this passage again this is all again about you know but blaspheming against the Holy Spirit cannot be forgiven. And again, look at it, not blaspheming, just saying something, but blaspheming, blaspheming meaning what? Again, resisting the work of the Spirit. Right? I feel like hearing about the Holy Spirit, we don't really know the significance of it. Where this, like, is kind of just scratching the surface of what the Holy Spirit is, but we will never truly be able to grasp it. And I think the part that really stands out that shows the significance is in the beginning where it says he is in our inheritance, where we're constantly asking for our inheritance, like God bless us with your inheritance, bless us with your inheritance. And he's already like given us the inheritance. Yes. Yes. And we often just overlook it and try to look for what's next or whatever yes. we already yes. experience. Yes, he is everything. That's why again, the beautiful, beautiful ancient prayer of that we pray in the Coptic church in the, in the third hour, the fourth litany of the third hour, Heavenly King, the Comforter, the treasure of every good thing, the treasure of every good thing. So that is the inheritance, right? The treasure of every good thing. We still, we still, yes, I totally agree with you. We still can grasp the idea of how the Holy Spirit can work with us, in us, and change, and change. We just had the discussion on Wednesday, and so like it's very hard, right? Remember, it's very hard to, to, you know, do things as you will see later on today. But then it's hard because we just keep keep trying on our own. Right? Again, remember that we are part of his family. Again, this is this is beautiful. It's not just again something to 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 imagine or to kind of like, okay, yeah, good. 
but what does that mean to me right that's why as it says here he made us what a temple right he makes us his temple he sanctifies he makes us complete <laughs> he, he makes us complete right? and that's why saint anthony the great you know he kept telling his disciples ask for the fiery spirit ask for the fire spirit he calls it the fire spirit right because if we don't ask for the holy spirit if we are not really convinced that it is the work of the holy spirit in us and then and then we're just depending on ourselves then or we're just giving up right we keep trying and trying and trying and again the same word that we always hear it abuna it's too hard it's not practical this is not what we can do we just just leave us alone so we decide by ourselves to be what from which group just around him just beside him and we don't want to take the 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 leap of faith right like no i will sit i will i will be fixated under your feet i'll be there and allow you to work with me and sadly as as, as scary as it sounds sometimes we do that we become actually resisting why because we don't trust like no no the holy spirit will never do anything to me i've been doing this for the last 20 30 40 50 years right and nothing has changed and nothing will change so just leave us alone that's that's basically i'm saying the holy spirit is what i'm just kind of with a with a, with a red marker just crossing all this passage Yes. 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 What makes a temple? Like even from the history, right? What makes a piece of stone a temple? What would they do? Consecrate it. They pour oil on it, right? And that became the temple, right? That's what we do. That's what we do in us, right? After being baptized, and then we are chrismated by the Holy Maroon, by the, by the confirmation and the chrismation that we are now a temple of the Holy Spirit. Right? Yes, yes. No, 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 no. Those who dwell, those where the Holy Spirit dwells in them. That's why. Yes. yes. Any questions or comments? I, I really hope this is this is not not discouraging, but very very encouraging. Again, as, as I was saying before on Wednesday, the only way to understand this is to experience it, basically. And I will never experience it unless I ask, I realize, what do I have, right? And, and again, look and compare, like where I'm at right now and read this, right? So like, okay, obviously there's something wrong. All of us, I'm the first one, right? So how can I how can I really understand and exp 
experience this is when I know what I have, when I know that he is the strongest, when I know that I am part of his family, when I know that, again, exactly as, as, as Boaz told Ruth, stay in the field. Don't go away. Don't go to any other field. You, you, you'll get everything here. You'll get your food. You'll get your water. You'll get your protection. You'll get your, your future, your husband. you get everything. Just what, what should I do? Stay in the field. Stay in the field. Sit under his. What does that mean in a, in a practical way? Continue the basics. But, but with trust. With trust. Usually what the devil will, will, will say is we'll take, take away that, that trust from us. Right? There's no point of what you do, so we don't do it. Right? So if we're not doing it, we're disconnected. Right? And the first thing, the same thing that with what he did with Adam and Eve. Don't trust him. He's saying a lie. And that's the same thing that we struggle with every day. Every day. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. Just stay where you're at. And you're still walking beside him. So you can still see him, right? You're not away. You can still enjoy the miracles that are happening, right? Maybe you'll get a little bit of a, a crumb of peace from the miracle of the five loaves, or maybe you'll get some healing on the as you're passing by. That's fine. But that's not who we are. That's not who we are. Should we move on? Yes. Oh, the, 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 the gospel, the scripture itself? Okay, yes, go ahead. I just was wondering because I know that sometimes we look at you know, in the Hebrew translations of different words. Yes. But the, the word blessing here means the exact same thing in 28 and 29. Yes. Yes. In the in the in the Greek that is written, it is the same word. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So with that, actually, he, he, he's, he's based on that understanding. You look at chapter four and you see that it's very, very, very actually flowing, right? The text is flowing. Again, what, what we do sometimes is just take the parable of the sower out of context. And say, but again, remember, as I said, the beginning of the, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? And what he is doing is he's continuing to do what? Teaching, teaching. So that's why you see the the the, the par this parable here is very 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 actually in line with 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 the whole thing from the beginning till now because what he is talking about in the in, in the parable of the sower and the seed is what is the word of God, right? It's the word of God. So as we will see now, he's saying like, okay, this is actually what I've been saying, and and I'm just giving that example because that will actually identify more and more. Right, what I'm what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to do. So let's read it together, and then we'll stop at several things as we go through it here. Mark chapter four. Right, again he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. Same thing that happened before, right? So it's continuing. That's why, again, because that, that happened before already. 
right? And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some, some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on the rocky mount, ground where it did not have much soil and immediately it sprung up since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain growing up and increasing and yielding 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Very well-known parable. You probably talked about it 100 times. You probably heard sermons and studies about it a billion times. But um, how can you see this in line of what we've just been talking about from the beginning till now, right? Like we always look at it as a separate, as I was saying, separate story by itself. But does it make any difference now that we are talking about the preaching and the teaching and the Holy Spirit and the work of this and then comes this parable or not? By the way, this is the first parable that the Lord said. And it's the longest parable. Right? And the fathers actually talks about it that this is actually the gate of all other parents. Everything else is based on this. And you'll see why, why, why is that now. But how do you look at this? I want to hear from you. How do you look at this now from what we've been talking about in the last few weeks to now? Does it make any, does, does it point out anything different or not? Thoughts. <laughs> They're not listening, like you're blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. I mean, there is the word, there's the seed, and you have ears. So, what else? What else? Yes. Mm. What else? <laughs> what do you think? I think um I I guess I see that um like with the parable of the sower and and what it states here is that um it's it almost seems like um he's teaching he's teaching but before he was teaching and healing or he was trying to teach but now it seems like he is teaching uh maybe I have this incorrect but that's what it seems like to me he's actually past that point not past the point, but he's emphasizing the, the, the importance of the teaching, right? Like he's he's talking about teaching. He said, like from the beginning, this is what I'm this is what I'm here to do is to teach, right? But then now he goes like, no, it's your responsibility, right? 
It is your responsibility. Although he is the one that, as you will see, he is the one that you can actually change, right? But he's saying that this is this is the, the, the that is, this is why it's very important because as I've been teaching since I started the mission till now, this is exactly who you are, right? Why is that? And that's probably also, again, if you can look at the text, the text is very, very important. It says what in the beginning of, of, of chapter four, and a very large crowd gathered about him again, right? So he's, he's, he's again, he sees too many people gathering, right? But then he comes to mind right away, you know what? Not all of them will bring fruit, right? Why? Because so and so and so, right? So he is he is he is in a way emphasizing the the importance of the teaching, and he's also emphasizing the the importance of our reactions, right? How are we receiving? How are we receiving the teaching? That's by the way. That's why in the in the Coptic Orthodox calendar, the two Sundays before the beginning of the nativity fast or the the parable of the sower one from Matthew one from Mark why the, the, the church is preparing us now the word is going to be incarnate and that word also will be planted in our hearts so are we ready for that or not right so, so that's why the, 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 the church calendar is very, very, very unique in this particular time, as usual, you know, but, but very, very pointing out to the idea of, again, be prepared now, because here we are, we're going to the season of the nativity, we're, gonna, we're going to celebrate Christmas very, very soon. This is the word of God that is going to be planted in your heart. So again, which heart do you have? Yes. We'll get to this, but it's yes, it depends on our willingness of how much we receive. Right? Yeah. What else? What comes to your mind as we read this parable? It's a warning, yes. Why? Because again, as you see, there are here three types of what of soil that he's talking about, right? But it's very important, actually, as we look at this more and more, that that what is the cause of not bringing fruit? 
So let's take it one at a time. And then I'm going to share another passage from, from John Chrysostom with you because it's very, very rich also. So again, what, what's happening, again, as, as we know that he's using something from the culture itself, right? You know, the, the, at the time, you know, the sower will go, will walk on a very, very narrow path between the fields. And then as he walks, the field, the, the seed will fall. And then some will fall on the, the, in the field itself. And some will fall on the road, on the path. And some will fall on the uh, rocks. And then, uh, again, the majority will fall into where it's supposed to, to, to be. And then that will bring the fruit, right? But it's very interesting, actually, look at those things you know let's take it one at a time because i want you to 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 realize this as you read it as we read it together and as he sowed some some seeds fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it okay so what is the reason here for 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 not sprouting and not blossoming the birds ate it okay the birds ate it this is one of them okay Bear with me. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil and immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, still, this is important, this continuation of this particular soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched and since it had no root, it withered away. So in this particular soil, what is the reason for, is it got scorched? Or it has has no root, right? That's very important. Why is it important? What do you think? So it's not the heat of the sun. Lack of the nutrient. What does that tell us? We need firm foundation. So if you have the foundation, even though we are in the heat of the sun, what will happen? If there is no foundation, we'll get scorched. Right? That's a very, very important point. That it's not the heat of the sun who or with what which destroyed it. It is no foundation. What is our foundation? How can we how we can make sure that we have roots that are going into the soil? Sitting with God, back again to the same idea. See the flow again? See the flow? Right? Sitting with him. And as we said again, the basics of our spiritual life, the basic time that I can spend with him, the basic time that I can empty my mind and, 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 and receive from him. But again, the question comes, well, we don't do this. Why? Because it never works. Why? Because I tried it before. Why? Because it's so and so and so. But the problem is again, Within all this, what is missing from this from this cycle? The foundation, which is what? Which is the Holy Spirit. Right? See? And that's what we do, right? This is our 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 lifelong struggle, right? We receive, here we go. Thank you, Abuna. Bible study is amazing. Okay, very good. What are you going to do with this? <laughs> right? You go out, day two, and then again, the birds will come, or there is no root. And again, well, well, the sun is so hot. It's not the sun. 
Yes, yes, as he explains it later on, right? Because after the parable, when the disciples came to him and said, okay, what is this? And then he kind of like mocking them in a way, you know, how couldn't you understand this? I mean, you have to understand this. Is the son the, 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 the Satan? And then he goes again, let's jump ahead, right? They have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises and account of the word immediately they fall away, right? So the son here, the, the tribulation and the affliction come from the, fi the, the, the fire and the, and, the, and the fight that is continuously raging upon us. But again, we always forget that we have no root and then we always blame it on what? On the sun, right? And that's what we always say. Well, devil is so strong and who am I to stand? If, yes, I can stand in front of them by the name of Christ, in the name of Jesus, right? <laughs> I had to say this. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 reality it is true it is true right that's a nigerian uh, line right <laughs> remember this <laughs> right the same thing again right other seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no grain right who allowed the thorns and the and the and the and the thistle to to grow. Yes. So with that, with that, let let's go to 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 John Chrysostom and see exactly what he says about this because this is this is very beautiful uh, way of. I have to go all the way back again. <laughs> very beautiful way of looking at at this, and I, I that's why I wanted to share this with you because it, it tells us exactly. You know, it brings it back again to actually what what we discussed before, which is which is our willingness to sit under his feet or not, right? So, here it is. Let me share this with you here. I want to read it, and actually, you know, in the next few minutes, maybe just kind of have you guys share your thoughts about it. Number one, he talks about something very, very important, that the idea that the seeds fell all over the place, that God has no what discrimination. Everybody is willing to receive the seed, the word of God. Everybody, everybody does, right? No, everybody has, we all have equal opportunity growth here. <laughs> right? And then he talks about it also. So why would he even say the parable about some seeds fell on a rocky soil, right? Well, obviously it's not going to grow. So why would he even say it, right? He goes, because there is always hope that God will change the rocky hearts, as we will read later on here in a few minutes, into, into the soil. That's it. So... Chrysostom says, as the sower fairly and indiscriminately disperses seed broadly over all his fields, so does God offer gifts to all. Okay? There is no, there is no problem. You know, as the, the sower is, is, the seeds are falling all over the place, God's word is going to all over everybody, everybody. 
making no distinction between rich and poor, wise and foolish, lazy or diligent, brave or cowardly. All are receiving a seed. He addresses everyone, fulfilling his part, although knowing the results before him. <laughs> right? Why then tell me was so much of the seed lost? Not through the sower, but through the ground that received it, meaning the soul that did not listen. So he's saying that this seed that didn't bring up any fruit, why is it lost? It's not because the sower is doing it wrong, because of the, it is because of what? Because of the ground. Is it fair? How do you think of it? It is fair. Why? Based on what we just talked about before, that the Holy Spirit is the one who consecrates, He's the one who establishes, He's the one who gives everything. So, not through the sower, but through the ground that received it, meaning the soul that did not listen, even though more seed would be lost than survive. The disciples were not to lose heart. For it is the way of the Lord never to stop sowing the seed. It is the way of the Lord never to stop sowing. Never. As long as we are living, we are always, he's always continuing to what? To sow the seed. It is the way of the Lord never to stop sowing the seed, even when he knows beforehand that some of it will not respond. But how can it be reasonable, one asks, to sow among the thorns or on the rock or alongside the road? Maybe it is not reasonable in so far as it, is, as it pertains only to seeds and earth. <laughs> For the bare rock is not likely to turn into tillable soil. <laughs> so Chrysostom is saying, yes, it's not fair if we're actually talking about what? About real soil and real. Right? Because, yeah, if you have a rock, the rock will never change into a toilable soil. And the roadside will, rem will remain roadside and the thorns, thorns. <laughs> But in the case of free wills, this is what's very important. In the case of free wills and their reasonable instruction, this kind of sowing is praiseworthy. For the rocky soul can in time turn into rich soil. Going back again to, are we trusting God that he can change our hearts or not? Back again to Jeremiah eleven six, where he says that I will remove the heart of stone and put heart of who is going to do this? The Lord, the Holy Spirit. So in a way, in, 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 a, in a beautiful, funny way, John Chrysostom, he goes, for the rocky soul can, can, for the rocky soul can in time turn into rich soil. Among souls, the wayside may come no longer to be trampled by all that pass and may become a fertile field. The thorns may be destroyed and the seed enjoy full growth. For had this not been impossible, the sower would not have sown. Very, very beautiful and very encouraging. Very encouraging. So don't come say, well, this is what it is. You know, my heart is a rocky stone and rocky soil, and there is no, there is no point. Well, as long as he is continuing to sow, there is always what? But again, don't bless him against the Holy Spirit. See, it comes to full cycle there. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to change, right? As I've said this before, the word toil in, in Hebrew is nur, which is actually to what? To bring light into the ground. So that's exactly what happens. When you toil the soil, you are, you are opening 
spaces and you're making room in the soil for what? For the light to come. That's why Noor is in Arabic Noor, which is light, right? So the word itself meaning to bring light into the ground. But again, am I willing? That's why John Chrysostom here brings it to the will. Am I willing to come and sit under his feet and allow the light to come in? Or I always say, this is hard, it's not going to happen. And again, that, that, that continuous pattern of life that we live. For the rocky soul can in time turn into rich soil. Among souls, the wayside may come to may come no longer to be trampled by all that pass and may become a fertile field. The thorns may be destroyed and the seed enjoy full growth. For had this not been impossible, this sower would not have sown. And even if no change whatever occurs in the soul, this is no fault of the sower, but of those who are <laughs> unwilling. So he goes, don't blame it on God and don't blame it on devil. <laughs> Blame it to yourself. Are you willing or not? Beautiful passage. But of those who are unwilling to be changed, he has done his part. Cases. Thoughts. Yes, Alvir. It's my fault. It's always my fault. Don't blame it on other people. Don't blame it on the sun. Don't blame it on the birds. It's always my fault. It's my fault when I don't come back again to him and run to him after I fall and said, Lord, help me. Yes, people can set me up. Yes, the devil can set me up. But at the end of the day, it's my will to come back to him again, as I am sorry to say, filthy, right? And say, Lord, please. I need to be, I need to be renewed again. This is my fault. Well, last week I was giving a lesson on addiction and Talk about how, like, the inception of addiction. Oh, wait, full circle. I promise. And I talk about like how the inception of addiction occurs, but I think if we really look at it, it could be like the inception of all sin. Yes. And how it starts is, is yes. the, the analogy that I was given was a fish, and it's like when you're going fishing. Emma, don't give me that look. Conversation about that. So it's like when you're going fishing. You playing the role as the fish, you're just swimming along, and then all of a sudden, what happens? This thing attracts, gets your attention, and just drops right in front of you. You have no control, in it. it just comes into your life and it attracts your attention, whether it's like inappropriate or whatever. It is still not sinning, it's not until it gets in your mind, and then you take the action towards it that it, it bites. And that's when the unwillingness occurs. Yes. So, like, just because something is put in front of us, or maybe the scene is put in a certain situation, I don't think that means it's like, you know, God's fault. I think we're the ones that decide what yes. comes after. Yes, and that's if I could play the role of devil, devil's advocate. The only thing I didn't understand is the part where the with the birds, like, 
I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just saying like. Well, you're better not being disagreeing with John Chrysostom. <laughs> Which part? I got devoured by the virgin didn't choose to fall in that area. You know, they fell in an area and then the birds devoured them immediately. Does that make sense? But again, that's the here. That's why he's saying here we're not talking about about seed and earth. We're talking about hearts, right? Because if I'm not protecting my heart, then the birds will come, right? This is this is again back again to Ruth. Stay in the field. Don't go outside, right? So this this is this is the problem. We take things as just out of out of just just without the holistic view of of, of the message itself, right? Because right before that he said, "What there is a stronger, there is the strong." Right, so the stronger will be able to bind the strong. The stronger is able to protect the seed. Right, but if I'm, if again willingly, I'm not protecting. Right, this is this is again. I totally understand what you're saying. If we take it very very literal as it is, right. But again, remember the the, the parable is what is analogy from from the environment that he's doing this. Right. So yes, you can say, well, the seed has no choice if the bird is coming, the seed has no will, but we're not talking about seed, right? Or the soil has no will, I mean, right? But no, we're talking about, about us who have the will to protect, right? And to recognize what birds and how can they come and how they can take and what, right? Any other thoughts about this? I know we're, we're over time here, but I think it's... it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's very, very, very beautiful way of looking at the parable, right? Very, it's, it's, it's very, very practical also, right? And against all what we always complain about, right? Again, it's not the sun, it's not the birds, right? It's the, it's the soil, right? Why is, is it, it's the soil? Because again, that soil, that's why here at the end of this passage, it's very, very saying that again, God is willing to. The thorns may be destroyed, right? God is willing to make the wayside no longer be trampled by all that pass. God is willing to change the heart of stone, right? And, and, and replace it. That's what will happen. That's what will happen. Right? So as, as we study this, I think it's, it's, it's very important for us to understand really what is, what is the, 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 the actual meaning of it. Right, and not just always as we say, okay, well, you know, this is, you know, my heart has been has been stony since whenever, and I cannot change it. No, it's not to say that. I think the question again, as Saint John Chrysostom is putting it at the end here, is, am I really willing or not? Again, back to the family, right? Am I just taking the easy way and just passing by, or I'm actually sitting? Sitting meaning I'm forgetting, right? Where I should be, right? Sitting meaning I'm trusting. Sitting meaning I'm hearing. That's why again it says at the end of this word, who has here let him hear? Who has here let him hear? And that hearing, by the way, is from the beginning. If you look at Deuteronomy 3, from the beginning, the Shema, right? Hear, O Israel. That's the beginning of, 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 of that relationship. So when he's saying it here again, he's saying, okay, remember this. I said it before to Moses, and Moses said it to you. Here, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. 
So the word itself, Shama, is not, it has very, very, very heavy impact on them. Because it brings them back again to the beginning of the Torah. The beginning, the beginning of establishing that, that foundation, that relationship. Right? And the same thing to us again, are we willing to hear or not? Or we just go back again, well, it's not practical, it's not gonna happen. Again, then it's, it's my choice. It's my choice. But remember, very careful, I could be actually blaspheming against the work of the Holy Spirit. Because I'm basically saying what the Spirit cannot change my heart. And that's why, again, when we pray the liturgy, we pray for the Holy Spirit to change, right? The bread and wine and become the body and blood. And that's why we pray, and that's why I intentionally pray it out loud, that your Holy Spirit may descend upon us and upon those, the gifts and change and manifest them and purify them. And this is the time that we pray that God change my heart. If my heart is rocky, if the heart is full of thorn, if the heart is not willing, even you, you are the one that will give me the willingness to change. Otherwise, it will continue to be like this and we'll never be able to bring other fruit. Any final comments or questions? Can you the key for the other parables, because, because understanding this will give us everything else, right? Understanding again that it is my will, right? Whether to accept or not, will give everything else. This is, he's talking about the kingdom as he, as he, as he stated in the beginning of the, of, the, of, the, of the parable, right? The kingdom of heaven, right? It doesn't say this here, but it says it in, in, in Matthew, right? So he's talking about this is basically what it is. The, again, that's why we're saying that the teaching is the basis of this parable, right? And if I understand this, everything else will be. That's why later on when they said, like, tell us what does that mean? Like, how couldn't you understand this? You should understand this, right? Because you know already. So that's why it's it's the, the key for every other parable because every other parable is based on what? On this, on that I can hear his voice, I can take the seed and let it dwell in my heart. And based on that, everything else will be open to me, right? Yes. The mystery of the kingdom as St. Paul talks about, the mystery is revealed now. Yeah. yeah. Any other thoughts? I don't know what Christina's thinking. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, what do you have to do with her? <laughs> I think it's it's you know if we want to take something for for the week, I think it's it's the understanding again. Let's examine our will. Let's examine our will, right? And understand again what we have. So you know between the passage of of of. Uh, of John Chrysostom and the first passage of the Holy Spirit of uh, St. Gregory. Let's uh, that's, that's, that's define again, you know, understand how much we have. And based on that, understand again, are we willing to sit and allow the spirit to change the heart or not? Or not?
remember again, link all this again to the point of God forbid that you know what if we continue to deny the work of the spirit, as it says in Romans, that God what gave them to their own mind. I can't do anything else. I'll continue to sow. I continue to sow, but it's 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 my willingness. We'll uh, we'll continue next time, God willing. Uh, pretty much the, the 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 rest. There's a couple other comments on the rest of the of the parable as the Lord is explaining it to the to the twelve to the disciples and what is the significance of explaining it to the disciples, and then we'll uh, we'll continue. Uh, the rest of the chapter after this. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your words. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, Lord, that is the treasure of every good thing, Lord, that is willing to come and to change, Lord. We, we, we give us the faith and the hope and the trust that we know, Lord, that you're willing to change, Lord, the, the, the wayside, Lord, and the, the rocky heart into actually a heart of flesh that can receive your word and can protect it and you can water it and, and bring it up Lord praying for my brothers and sisters for those who aren't with us Lord for those who are away from you that uh, you shower us always Lord with your Holy Spirit Lord and bring forth 30 60 and 100 the prayers of all your saints in your name Lord Jesus when you see our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come that will be done give us this day give us our trespass Lead us a temptation, but deliver. Love of God, the Father, grace of the only begotten Son, the Holy Spirit. You go in peace. Peace be with you and have a good night. Thank you, Abuna. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Abuna. Definitely good to see you. Bye bye. Good to see you too. Thank you.